This is Paul Nobles from eatperform.com and I am sitting here with the crazy, sometimes quirky Sarah Kumar. Sarah, do you want to say hi to everyone? Hi to everyone and I might be quirky, but I'm not crazy. It's just a figment of Paul's imagination. Let's not rule it out. I don't think we have an official diagnosis at this point. Um, so Stephanie's saying that I owe them the bamboo forest story, but actually I already gave the bamboo forest story. It's already up on the podcast. You can listen to it. It was like last week. And so, um, so yeah, you can, you can check that out. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, so man, I was thinking of a story today that was pretty good. Oh, I was thinking of the story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can bring this up in the live podcast, but um, when I went when I went and did the uh, the competition at your gym, and we went and and drove, and I had to explain why oh. why I would be driving. Yeah, that's fine. You can. I've already talked to insurance. I mean, there's no hiding it. Okay, so there's no hiding. Okay, so so. At this point, we can freely joke about your car accident. We can freely joke about my car. As long as you're going to get me a tank, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. So, okay. So, just to tell you guys this story, because I want to talk to a couple, I want to talk about a couple things, because one of the things I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, how to deal with like high level problems, right? And how to filter some of that stuff out. So, that's a little bit of this story. Um, and, in, and in Sarah's case, uh, her biggest way to solve this problem is to buy a tank. Um, so I'm at this competition, and Sarah drove me from the airport to my hotel, and then also she drove around in the morning. And Sarah is not a very good driver. An excellent driver. She's not a very good driver. Right, an and excellent driver. I was fearing for my life almost immediately, and so uh, I started driving. And I was um, her son Tommy, who had wait, only driven. That, wait, 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 hold on! You didn't just start driving. It was get out of the car, stop the car, get out. I'm driving. I was. Okay? I, it was like. Let's start there. It was like life or death type stuff, you know. So. You're not driving. Yeah. Get out of the car. No, I mean, I don't think you guys understand, like, what kind of bad driver we're talking about. But clearly, she was in a car accident this week. Um, so it's a little bit of a sensitive topic at this point. So I'm not Why trying to... Why are you trying to make me cry? I'm, I'm, I'm easily cryable. I'm right not now. trying to go in too hard on her here. But, um, so, okay. So, after the competition, I was a little tired. And she was like... I'll drive. And I said, do we have any other options? And she said, well, my son Tommy's only driven once, but I suppose he would be an option. I was like, that sounds better because he's at least taken a driver's test, right? And he's been exposed enough to driving in the first place. And so Tommy drives us to this restaurant probably, probably 10, 15 minutes from where the competition was. Portillo's. Let's just say Portillo's. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. And so um, I'm just trying to remember all the things. Well, I, I was teaching um, Sarah's children how to negotiate. You know, it was actually <laughs> great in her favor, right? She was supposed to be getting all these cool things, but she was not happy with me teaching her sons to negotiate, even though, because yeah. I was explaining to them, negotiations is like a trade, right? So if you want yeah. to come to a negotiation, you got to say, mom, I want the car. No, it's not mom, I want the car. Mom, here's the five things that I did. Now, do you think it's okay if I take the car? Right? Right. Come in from a position of power. That's what the whole negotiations thing was. So Tommy also scared the shit out of me, but scared the shit out of me less than Sarah did. Okay, so he was... He was pretty good. You're such a baby. Why did the baby it was, a baby? It was only his second time driving, and he was also already vastly better than Sarah. So because I was. Because I taught him. So I was explaining. So so if in case you guys don't know, 
the best radio on the planet is after Chicago Bears game, right? And so if you've ever listened to sports radio in Chicago, it's amazing. Because one, either the Bears either um, lost and it's just a glorious experience, or they won and didn't win by enough, or Jay Cutler threw 14 interceptions, or this or that, right? So there's this irrational type of experience. I mean, the only thing I could think is that maybe some New York type stuff, but I mean, at least they have two teams there kind of kind of um, allowing for a little bit of a buffer. Yeah. Chicago's not like that. They're all I in. I hope there are Chicago people listening. Hey, look, if, if, if I'm lying, I'm lying, call me out. Tell me that Chicago Bear fans aren't obsessive about their crappy-ass team, right? Your team's bad. I mean, that's all I'm saying. My team's bad right now. New Orleans Saints, they're bad, you know? So I'm not saying anything that doesn't isn't true, but once again, every Chicago Bear fan is probably thinking to himself, what are we going to do? How They're making hotel arrangements for the Super Bowl, shit like that, right? So we're at Portillo's, and I was explaining why I was going to be driving on the way back. And so it broke, I broke it down like this. I said, think of it like we're a football team, right? I said, not like a crappy football team like the Bears, like a real good football team like the New England Patriots, okay? I said, so, so everybody in the car has a role, right? Stevie is Sarah's youngest son. I said, Stevie's like the kicker, right? His role is super important every now and again, but, you know, he's going to sit in the back seat. When it's his time to be called, he's going to come in, kick that field goal, and win the game. So very important role, not to be too distracting. Tommy, on the other hand, he's like a linebacker. He could drive if you needed to. If you broke your right leg or something like that, he was going to be fine, right? Sarah, on the other hand, and I, I, I can't remember the John Bones Jones, his brother, but Chandler Jones, right? So Chandler Jones, that's what Sarah's like, right? So Sarah is like Chandler Jones. He used to play for the Patriots, so that was the example that I was using. But he was also known for using synthetic marijuana, right? So, <laughs> so, so... So every now and again, like Chandler Jones would do some crazy ass shit that would put the whole team in jeopardy. So that's why Sarah wasn't going to be driving. So then I explained to them that that's not even nice. in this scenario, I'm Tom Brady, right? And so there's no reason that Tom Brady should be sitting in the passenger seat. Tom Brady needs to be driving this damn car. And that's why I'm driving the car. I'm the most valuable player on this team and in this car, and that's why I'm driving. Um, that was that actually was hysterical. When you turned to my children and said, "What's the most important person in this car?" I actually said that. Really? I actually said that to Tommy when he drove us to Portillo's. Remember, I said, say? "Tommy, be careful because you have the most valuable player in the passenger seat." And I apologize to Stevie and Sarah, but I just explained to why you know my value on the planet was just higher than everyone else's in the car, you know? Um, it's a good thing my kids know better. My well, kids but they, are the most valuable. See, but, but even they realized, yeah, they were like, yeah, they had... See, it's not that they can't potentially be... Like I, I mentioned in my soliloquy that, you know, Stevie could potentially go on and write a, a play better than Hamilton, of course, you know, yeah. that was like like stabbing everybody in the heart. Oh my goodness. You know, the um I, I what what was the objection to to writing a play better than Hamilton? I was saying that he had the potential of writing a play better than Hamilton, currently the best play written, right? It was so funny. Yeah. But so Stevie 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 was like, No, I agree with Paul. We've not realized our potential, therefore we don't have that kind of value. And ultimately, what I was saying was is that a lot of people depend on me as it relates to bills and paying stuff and, and things of this nature. And so, therefore... Yeah, like your mama. Exactly. Exactly. Mama. <laughs> therefore, I'm pretty valuable, you know? 
So Sherry's like, Sherry's like saying, what a stinker you are. What a stinker I am for telling the truth. Yeah, right? it really is, Sherry. I'm not even kidding. While driving, get out. Pull over. Get out. Yeah, but why Why would I sit there, you know, like... When we were driving. I had to pull over on the road for yeah. to get in the driver's seat. Yeah. It, it would have been... Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, right? Real quick. So, because um, I know we want to get to trend sheet reviews, but, um, so. We're good. We have 45 minutes. We want to talk a little bit about how to deal with problems. Okay. So this would be a great example. When you have a big problem, you deal with that problem head on. So in this instance, my problem was I was about to die. And so I said to Sarah, get out the damn car. I'm driving. Right? So that was the problem. I dealt with the problem head on. You know, I had to bully her out of her own car for both of our safety. Right? Yeah. Um, bully me. Call me names. Brainwash my children. And it worked. I did not brainwash your children. Teach I just. them to talk to me the way that you do, like with all your, you know, negotiations. I just taught them, I just taught them if they were going to negotiate, they need to bring something to the table. You know what I mean? I got them to pay the electric bill. I got them to, to do more dishes. Oh, all the, it was, yeah. a, it, they haven't done it, right? No. Right? But you still giving them stuff. Well, yeah, because I'm their mom. That's a you problem. <laughs> That's a you problem. If if you wouldn't just give them stuff freely and they would have to actually negotiate with you to have No, my kids have chores. Let me tell you. Have you seen my whiteboard? My kids have chores. All right. They're not on their computer until they do their stuff. Well, what I'm saying is if you, they had chores and then they could earn points as an example to get the car, that would be a good you negotiation tactic. I'm just going to make an untapped game sheet for them. Exactly. That's what I'm going to do. I, first of all... <laughs> Don't, you know, don't, you know, you see, you put me, you put me on the spot here, but that is sort of the idea of untapped, right? The yeah. idea of untapped is to actually quantify results, um, and, and really kind of make it more of a, a dynamic thing. But I think that there's a couple other things that when we talk about heading directly towards problems, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of joking, I put up this video earlier today where, um, you know, Elon Musk was talking about um, when Tesla was having problems. And a lot of times people don't think about, you know, all of their options as it relates to struggling from a business perspective or from a life perspective. And what, what he was talking about was the fact that he had to do some things that were just really super hard. And if you think of it on, a, let's say, an emotional level, right? I mean, I remember having a discussion with someone recently where they were talking about their weight being up two, three pounds, and it was really super frustrating. And this has sort of been a theme for a while. And I just said to them, I was like, I feel like there's more going on. And then we had a conversation, and sure enough, there was more going on, right? There was a lot of stuff that were was making her focus on this thing as if this thing was the most acute thing, but that was the real problem. Right. And so if we attack the real problem head on, that would be better off. Right. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is, is can you filter out the noise a little bit? Mm -hmm. So let me give you an example of that. So Teresa posted on her main page. If you're not familiar, Teresa, I mean, if, if you're an E-Perform member, you know who Teresa is. Right. She's right. Um, on staff. You know, she does all kinds of roles for us she's a staff singer yeah staff singer um but one of the things that happened this week is that she bought a monitor off of craigslist for 45 dollars, right and um she bought it from rochester which is probably 30 45 minutes from her house she gets it home plugs it in doesn't work right um so she was sort of frustrated by this Posted on Facebook to see what what we should do, and there was all these people that were offering suggestions, and my suggestions was you just lost forty five dollars, move on, right? Mm -hmm. Because, and and someone pointed out, and probably correctly so, that maybe the guy didn't know that 
it was broken, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to be a pretty malicious person, right, to sell a broken piece of equipment for $45. Someone come way out of their way to get it. And then screw, you know, you're just creating more problems for yourself. But in her instance, as an example, you know, she she rolled the dice that this $45 monitor would work. It didn't. Doubling down on the problem would just make it worse, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have to realize, okay, what I see a lot of people doing is kind of cuddling up to chaos. That that would be cuddling up to chaos, right? Going up to this stranger who you just bought something from and, and now forcing them to give you, you money back, causing your life all levels of inconvenience, stuff like this. Those are problems I don't need, you know? It's also why I don't deal with Craigslist. My last experience with Craigslist, we were selling, yeah, hey, I- we were selling bikes on Craigslist, um, and uh, our garage door was accidentally left open. And instead of selling one bike, um, which was our, the bike, <laughs> they, they left that bike, the bike that we were trying to sell, and they st- stole our other two bikes. Um, so oh every time Vicky brings up Craigslist, I'm like, I'm not doing Craigslist. Doesn't, wow. you know, I don't need those kind of problems in my life. But I think the overriding point is, is that when you have a problem, run directly towards that problem, right? And if you think that your problem's fat loss, trust me, your problem's not fat loss. It's it's really, you know, that's what we're really, I think as we're sort of getting into untapped, what people are starting to realize is the way that we view fat loss, right? And the way that we view it as a whole system. And, you know, it seems kind of silly, like, why sing along or why should you hug your children or why because all of these things allow you to have some level of positivity and have you going in one direction right i think for a lot of folks they view fat loss in a very linear way or or steps in a very linear way or workouts in a very linear way that is counterproductive and so um, that's why we keep throwing out these challenges and, and really kind of making it fun. And as we can get more of those pieces in place, I think ultimately um, it's going to make a lot more sense for people. All right. So I'm going to start with Sherry. So I sent you, okay. And there's a bunch of them in there. You should have gotten to. Yeah. I'm going to try and get to all of them, but I have to say. Um, okay, the first one posted was Elise, just so you know. Well, we I think we had the, the same problem because I'm not seeing Elise. Okay, hold on here. So if you could, you could post that. Kinsel, do you see it? Why right now? Do you see it? Elise Kinsel? Um, I see the one that you put at the bottom, so uh no. I'm not I'm not seeing it. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> well hold on, maybe this is it. There we go. Okay. Okay. Great. So I'm looking at Sherry's. Um, I think that sometimes we have these difficult situations. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Sherry's right now. I'm just trying to see the changes that were made. Um, most of her changes, Sherry's in group coaching. She's on April's team. Um, first of all, I'm not changing anything that's going on. Because I don't want April to beat the hell out of me, Sherry. Um, but um, we did have a client on my team who was struggling kind of very similar to your situation, Sherry. And we kind of had a discussion with her about, you know, 
what the overriding goals were. Kind of similar to what we were just talking about. Like, what's the big problem here we're trying to address? You know? And I think when we're talking about aging clients, the big problem that we're trying to address is just to give them to, to live longer, be comfortable in that scenario. I think one of the things that happens, I, I definitely see it in my family quite a bit. We have, you know, um, my wife is the youngest of nine. So she has brothers and sisters in their 60s and 70s. And they go through these dramatic weight loss cycles, right? Um, where they just eat almost nothing. And they just look like bags of loose skin because they basically are just kind of ripping through a whole bunch of muscle in the process and then hurting their longevity of life. You know, um, it, it's not something that, that, you know, and, 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 and don't get me wrong. There's, there's some people that, you know, they look, they look better than they did previously, but I don't know that they're healthier than they were. Right. I mean, there's, there's obviously two sides of things. There's, there's the, the weight loss side of things and there's the eating irresponsibly side of things. My argument, especially for your older clients that have probably been dieting for 30 to 40 years, some level of frustration in that process, is that some eye on health, you know, has to be in the equation, right? And I think one of the things that, that April has concluded, kind of the same thing that I probably would have concluded um, and, and we've definitely done with clients similar to you, Sherry, is that health and comfort where you're doing stuff is much more important than just cutting everything down to zero just to get to some magical number that's ultimately going to destroy your muscle and then make you less of a human being as you age, right? And so... Um, can we address a little bit of this? I mean, we, you know, we've seen moments where your weight has trended down. Um, this is the same tendency I've seen in, in, in certain clients that, that I have that are similar to you, where, you know, we'll have kind of a good trend going, but then, you know, one of the things that I definitely see is that for clients in your situation, when you have moments outside of things, they seem to be outside of the norm. They seem to be more acute than they are for regular folks. I would argue that you see less of that where your macros are right now, right? Where your macros are at right now, probably weight stable for the most part, pretty comfortable, able to do a lot of really cool workouts, you know. In terms of volume, I mean, certainly steps could be a little bit higher. You know, I've seen the last couple days you're at 10,000. That's always good, maybe making 10,000 an average there. I will say that that's definitely been my experience recently. Um, and previous to your camping, you know, there was more of a trend closer to 10,000. But um, I, I think, you know, I, I don't want to say that, you know, you should no longer care or you should no longer, um, you know, focus on an aesthetic. But I think we have to look at what's the cost of losing weight, right? And I know you, I know that the client that I'm talking about, and I know, you know, three or four people that are at the top of my head, and all you guys do amazing things. And would I love to snap my fingers and get, I mean, you guys tend to be the people that I think about the most. I would say that that's probably the clients. I would say we have more success 
with PCOS than we do with, with aging clients. But I don't think that aging clients should be dieting extremely because right. what I've seen is that it just costs you longevity of life, you know? Yeah. And I know that you get a lot of pressure from your doctors and all this other type of stuff. We've said it before. I'll say it again. Doctors don't have to take nutrition classes. And so when a doctor's giving you advice, it's basically giving you advice, you know, kind of on the one time that they're seeing you rather than a day-to-day -day interaction. And so if you ask me what's more important for you to stay healthy, or can, can you be healthy at a weight above average? And the science is fairly clear on this that the answer is yes, right? It's just a matter of what do you do? And, you know, when you look at, I mean, some of the studies that I've seen that I thought were really interesting um, there's plant-based diets versus meat eaters, right? And I, I think I'll be able to tie this in pretty well, pretty quickly. But there's basically an intersection point for both of them. Okay, so when we talk about plant-based dieters, you know, usually we're talking about eating less, right? Because, you know, it's kind of hard to get a whole bunch of calories in. There's a lot to be talked about here. Most vegetarians are actually fruitarians, right? Because they need energy. They need to be able to get... You know, but even in that scenario, you know, when you take kind of saturated meats out of your equation and stuff like that, a lot of times the the um, calories end up being lower naturally, and therefore um, those folks tend to have longer longevity of life. But here's the interesting point: if you make it to 80, okay, at that point it sort of intersects and it becomes a negative right, to be a vegetarian, and then there's actually a slight advantage to being a meat eater, and I'll explain why. Because if you're a meat eater, and you're, you know, doing stuff, and you're keeping your muscle, and you're healthy, it's to your advantage to have more muscle. It's It will actually add to your quality of life long term. It will, you know, uh, I mean, my mother-in-law lived with us towards the end of her life. She ended up um, with all kinds of issues. We saw, you know, issues with breaking the, break her broken hip. Um, all these things that, that basically are like a death sentence for older people. Um, I do sort of like, um, you know, truthfully, if I was in your shoes, I, I think that you're not having enough carb days. Um, I think that that would be a little bit of an advantage for you, but once again, you know, you're under April's care, you know, I, if, I think you've just been trying to lose weight and then you get frustrated and then you don't lose weight, but ultimately we stay at the same place. I'd rather see you kind of eliminate this low day phenomenon you got going. I mean, like of the last... Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 days. You've had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. I mean, I would, you know, I would highly advise you against that. You know, I think it's just time to kind of move on. Because, um, like, it, you know, it says your goals. And, you know, I, I think your goals are sort of distracting. I think your goals should be to live as long as possible, right? That's your big goal. And if your big goal is to live as long as possible, then, you know, these low days actually end up being sort of distracting and not, not productive. So that would be my only thought process as it relates to your scenario. But I can tell you it's very hard. Um, She's saying yes to at least a hundred. Seriously, no. I mean, like I said, I think the the chance of you getting to a hundred. I mean, think about you know, I mean, the client that I'm talking about. You know, she normally doesn't have a problem me saying her name, but um, uh -huh. I'm I'm been a little quiet, but she's on the call right now. And um, think about all your friends you know, right? What happens with aging? 
people who's who's the ones that you know that they're in trouble? The ones that get really super skinny, right? If if you're an aging person, you get really super skinny. A lot of times, those folks, the their health is really bad, and they end up, you know, dying as a process. So, like the the idea of kind of keeping weight on and keeping muscle as we age is super super important. So that's my thought process there. If I were you, um, I would talk to April about getting on the rhythm because you know, I mean. We've had some progress, you know, with the rhythm. I think more than anything, though, it, it provides you that level of comfort. Um, and then also, um, you know, then we, we, you know, right now, it looks like you're just kind of choosing low days whenever you want, you know, and that's not how I would recommend it for you. So, um, so there you go. That's my discussion there. So let's see. All right, so Elise was the first person, and unfortunately, I'm just getting to her. Do we have any? Um... So Elise says, let's see here. No problem. I've learned to use my phone also when we do this. Um, she just said that you reviewed it a month ago, but not much movement. She's hungry, and her energy is slumping. Yeah, well, because we're really super low. Um, I mean, since the second, you know, we're down roughly seven pounds. And we've been as low as nine pounds. This is an example of, I think it's just time to stop, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, there's the reason yeah, you're... That's that that's pretty good progress, and I think that you you've had to actually go pretty deep into the well to get there. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and up your calories because my um my suspicion was that was actually the discussion that we had was when we did it on the twelfth. The idea was to kind of finish up. Um, and finish strong and we got to 148 so you know I feel like that sets us up well now by the way this doesn't mean that we can't still see see fat loss right um, what we normally see when somebody's reversing let's see what we normally see when somebody's reversing we want to make sure that they're um, Steps are up, you know, your steps are already fine. You want to keep that in the mix. Don't don't fall back to um you know lowering your activity. You definitely want to keep that in place as we start to raise these calories, but also um she's saying that her lifts are feeling weak. So this food should obviously help that process. So it, it should allow you now don't just go crazy right off the bat because your body's not ready for it. Your 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 glycogen stores, at the very least, are going to take a few days to kind of get to normal. And so um, let's just not <laughs> don't do what I did, which was basically, <laughs> I think the first day I ended up. Uh, you did like squats, like some crazy squats. I did like yeah, I did like death by squats or something, you know. Um, yeah, and, and I couldn't walk for like a week. I was doing the truss falls on the toilet kind of thing. It was so funny. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't funny for me, Sarah. No, it was really funny. You're so brutal. Look at me. I'm squatting. I'm done with my fat loss cycles. Look at I'm so strong. Look at all my squats. Oops, I can't walk. But what is interesting, and I want to, I definitely want Elise to know this, is that when I was done with that that fat loss cycle, I was one seventy seven point eight. I've been as low as 173 since then. So moving to you know, maintenance or recomp, you can still you know, lose a little weight. Now I will say, I mean, in that process, it's been about a pound a month, right? So it, it tends to be a little bit slower, but it's okay, right? Because you know, we're, we're trying to normalize things a bit. So, that would be perfect. She says her next lift day is Monday. 
what I really like for you um, is we've got kind of this level where I've upped your fats a little bit. I want to make sure that you know we're staying kind of at that 150 range. If you know if we can stay lower, great. I wouldn't get too super obsessed about it. Um, I think the other thing when you're reversing is is reversing is the most important part of any cutting cycle, right? Because it's real easy, you especially in your case. When we got pretty aggressive with you, I, I think in your case, um, it can be a little bit easier to kind of resort to, oh, I haven't eaten in a while, and so mm -hmm. therefore I'm gonna, you know, open the gates and go to the uh, Waffle House. Yeah, like don't That's don't go. Don't go to the Waffle House for five days straight because that will not work out well for you. But what I would like to do is I'd like to progr keep progressing because one, I think um, you, you've had good progress. You know, you're five three. I think we can move to a recomp cycle. We could up your calories one more time. I'd like to see these fats. Um, I'd like to see your low day fats get into the 60s and I'd like to see your high and medium days into the 50s. I think that'd be more comfortable and kind of set up more of a muscle building phase. And then we'd probably bump your carbs just a little bit. Not too crazy because your carbs are actually pretty good at the moment. So so that should, should be awesome. it. All right. And let's see. Who's next? Stephanie? Yes, Stephanie. You know, it's, it, I am just kind of thinking because I would say for 97 to 98% of the people, we don't get a lot of athletes that are in their 70s or you know, upper 60s or whatever, just because, you know, it's a pretty active group. Um, I mean, I would have to, I'd be lying if I said that we've had amazing success with those folks. But isn't it also success to kind of get to a point where there's freedom as it relates to the way that you think about food? Right. I mean, if you kind of come from like this dieting, you know, I mean, most people that are coming to us in that scenario with a fair amount of fat to use, they've been on the diet rodeo for a long time, you know. And so in my view, sometimes the progress that we make is a little bit of a mind shift change. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I mean, if you're 23 years old, and you're trying to, you know, um, you know, get ready for your wedding or all these other different things. You know, there's a lot of things that 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 come into play. I think when you're an aging athlete, and I can relate to it slightly because you know I'm almost fifty. When you're an aging athlete, your biggest priority is just to stay alive as long as possible, right? And the more that you can do, the longer that you can do it, the more of a chance that you have. Now, people would argue that if I weighed less, I would be in a little bit better shot. I'm not completely convinced of that. I don't think the science backs that up either, right? Mm -hmm. I think when you're an active individual, no matter how much fat you have to lose, you know, um, that that's better for your health, right? Because... When you look at the people that have struggled, okay, the only option, I mean, and if, if you've never been here, you don't know what it's like, right? With these aging athletes, we bring their calories down and their weight goes up, right? Because it's just like this gigantic stress response. And so we're always in kind of like this negative place. And so the only thing that I think that is even worth giving a good shot at is making sure that we have an adequate amount of food a good majority of the time and then we just keep that work capacity in place and then keep the muscle that we have on the frame already potentially losing weight as we go but is weight loss 
as important as keeping muscle? I would argue no, right? Because I would argue that for most aging athletes that are losing weight and they're in these constant endless dieting cycles, like I said, I have much experience with this because of my family, they just destroy their muscle, you know, and, and that's also not healthy, right? So you're in kind of this weird mix where your doctors are telling you, you know, what you need, but then also, you know, that one being uncomfortable, you know, isn't a great thing. And then, you know, you're, you're sort of getting all these health scares. I mean, most of the people that we're talking about right now, they're healthy, right? They go to the gym. I mean, they're, you know, um, like in the case of the lady that I'm talking about, I mean, she does like 15, 20,000 steps a day, you know, she's on an airdyne, she's swimming, she's lifting weights, you know, like to me that if, if that was my mom that like, I say this to them all the time. I'm like, I wish my dad was, was one fifth as motivated as these ladies. Right. Um, mm -hmm. because he'd have a shot, you know, these gals are going to live longer than my dad. You know, my mother died. I knew all this stuff, right? My mother had no interest in hearing what I had to say, and I didn't have any interest in pushing it on her, you know? Um, but that's one of the reasons why, you know, it matters to me a great deal. So, you know, I, I think that when we talk about progress, we do have to sometimes look at a broader definition of progress. Okay. All right. So we only got 15 minutes left, and it looks like we got one, two... Four. Yeah, okay. So we should Come be. on, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, Paul. You got it. I've got to get to St. Cloud. And people are going to be like, well, why did we have to have all that discussion earlier? Because <laughs> this would be a boring podcast if we didn't do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's got to at least be somewhat entertaining for us as well. Seriously, it does. It's Friday for crying yeah, out loud. Exactly. All right. So, do we have any information on Stephanie? What her goal was? Nothing specific. Um, well, in her performance, she said she wants to be the best she can be as an athlete. You know, she needs to lose some fat, but she's loved seeing her performance results. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Mike um, made some adjustments. For her as it relates to um, her her macros I really like she's a half marathoner yeah I really like the changes that Mike made but judging by the fact that you know her weight is relatively stable I'd like mm -hmm. to I'd like to add more food I think that that's just gonna be an advantage at this point what now? I told Stephanie she hit the lottery. Well, I, I just think that one, the changes that that Mike made, as he gave her more food, she started to see a better result. I, you know, I talked about this earlier in the week. There does seem to be this intersection where you just bang the hammer as hard as possible and we end up with no yeah. results. And then yeah. we get back to doing roughly the same, right? And now weight yeah. starts to move. Why? Because like I said, there's just kind of this intersection that allows for that progress. So um, so let's go ahead, make that change. Because I think that, one, you're already responding well to having a little bit more. And so let's just ride this until you can't ride it anymore. She is super happy about that. That's cool. I mean, not everybody, you know, not everybody you know, feels that way because they, they feel like, you know, the, the only way is, is down, you know, um, now I will say this, you know, it typically does require a fair amount of work, right. Um, to, to see results when your macros are going in this direction, but when someone's a CrossFitter and a half marathoner, they're not yeah. a stranger to work, you know what I mean? And so, um, I feel like we're in a good spot with Stephanie. All right. So I made your changes. Um, I think this is going to be awesome. I mean, let's just keep, you know, this work trend. I think you can actually go up another level, truthfully, 
And I think if I was in your shoes making the progress that you're making, um, you know, just getting under that, that, you know, DECA number, um, for you that my guess is, is that's the number that kind of annoys you, but I wouldn't be overly bothered by that. But if we can stay in the one forties, obviously that's the goal. All right. You got Jared. Yeah. But I think, you know, I, I remember having a discussion with one of our clients this morning and just explain to her that like, Hey, you're in charge here, you know? So, mm -hmm. so, you know, when you let your steps go down, you know, you'll often see, you know, weight go up in that scenario. And so as long as we're kind of keeping the things in place that are in place, there's no reason why we still can't see a weight trend down in, in Stephanie's case. All righty. But I will say, after her experience with the half marathon, that she should probably expect the scale to be up, little inflammation, you know what I mean? You kind of beat the hell out of your body for like 13.1 miles, and that's kind of one of the things that happens. So, all righty. So, Jared, let's take a look at Jared's plan. Do we have any idea as it relates to I think I have an idea on Jared's goals I'm interested to see we've seen a trend down for him and he's slowly lower than he was previously seems to be doing a pretty good job of following the plan just give me one second, because I want to look at his macro goals. He's got a lot of greens, right? Um, steps are good. He is almost six feet tall. He's 27 years old. This is going to sound crazy to him. But I think we need to move him up um, because and I know we all have these moments during the summer where you know we have occasional days right where we get a little bit higher but we've seen some good progress since he started eat to perform I think the answer for a 27 year old man is to do the Paul Nobles route right just He's not a stranger to work. You know, he's showing that with steps. He's showing that with activity. When his steps went up, he's, you know, he's seen weight go down. So we'd like to lean out some more. I'd like to compete at 105K. What I'm saying to you is that um, hold on one second. So I'm not saying that you can't compete at at, at the, the weight class that you want to compete at. Um, imagining based on what you're saying that, that we're talking about a two-hour weigh-in. Unless you're going for world records or American records or Olympic records or something like that, I say we stick to the plan. And the plan for you is we've seen some progress. Let's get you a little bit more food and let's do it on the work side of things. You know, um, we've seen some good trends as your activity and volume has gone up. I'd like to see, see us pursue that path. I think that's going to be, um, that's the path I would want for my 27 year old son. And so that's the path I want for you. Now, the fact that that may not be the path you want for yourself, I would say that's my challenge to you. Right. Um, I don't think that your protein needs to be as high. So so I am going to bring that down a little bit um, so that could buy us a little bit more. I think the, the thing that I'm looking at, I'm pr probably not going to move your carbs very much, um, but I'm going to move 
I'm going to move your low date cards a little bit though. Let's see. I know this is always the part that makes the podcast really interesting, but I think we can actually see a little bit better weight trend um, with your macros going up. And of course, I did it. <laughs> did you see what I backwards. did? I did it yeah. backwards. Can you can you fix yeah, I got it, it real quick? Oh, of course I can fix it for you. All right. Don't don't you worry about. So I want to make sure that Jared's on board with what I'm saying there, because I think that you know, like I said, 27 years old, man, the world's your oyster. You know, don't waste it, you know, trying to, you know, you're just going to hurt your performance. You're just going to hurt that weightlifting. And I think, you know, it's just the best time in the world to really expand that. And this little bit more food, as long as we're focused on kind of the end game of gradually seeing that trend down, I think that's the plan. So we'll keep an eye on that. I do wish most of you guys had an automated trend sheet, not because of the automated piece, but really the on-demand piece. Mm -hmm. A lot of people aren't realizing that the on-demand piece, I could literally say to Jared, hey, Jared, here's the plan. What I want you to do is I want you to send me a review in two weeks. Right now, Jared's got to ask his coach, right? His coach has got to reach out to me. It's a relatively inefficient system. I know there's a cost to it and stuff like that, but truthfully, I think for you guys' goals, you know, I mean, let's be real. Most of you are paying a lot of money for your gym membership, and it's a lot cheaper than that. And this is going to get you a lot better results, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something to think about. So, Jared, if you do end up upgrading, um, send me a message or try and reach out to me because I want to see how things are going within two weeks. What normally happens when I ask somebody to do that is they they end up uh, they end up progressing the way that I thought that they would um, and in the rare instance that they don't I can make changes ironically one of the things that that happens the most is I tend to kind of keep pushing the food and work side of things right so a lot of times I'll end up um, giving even more food we're not just trying to like feed people for no reason Right, we're trying right. to get a specific result, and so well, um, Levi's a great example of that. Yes. I mean, he's, he's oh, eating and yeah. So that's a good message for Jared, right? Because Levi, I mean, if you want to look at Levi, Levi posted something. He was in your same boat, dude. And I mean, basically, he just went, you know, ape shit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and now, you know, he's been. I think he's been just under 200 right but i mean his yeah. food his food is is higher yeah i think you did the same thing sarah or or it didn't calculate it oh you i think it, it might be taking a little bit to load or i wonder if it's because of the protein let me just let me just take take a look at something real quick Oh, yeah. I see. Wait. You're saying. Oh, it's because the protein went down. Oh, there we go. Okay. So there we go. It's fine. Um, so your calories are a little bit lower. That that could help. But like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if in a couple weeks we end up upping your, your food um, and probably specifically make carbs a little bit higher, but just keep working on those fats a little bit. Usually when we're talking about leaning out, it's keeping muscle, putting on a little bit of muscle. My guess is is that Jared's pretty muscular as is, but yeah, you know when you look at high level CrossFitters, you know, um, boy, Olympians, you know, a lot of these folks, they they end up eating more fat than you might think, you know, just because that's going to be the way to keep muscle, add muscle, and then ultimately put work in place. All right, so Natalia. And let's see, Natalia did not have anything specific either. Just looking for a review. Right. So she's dropped her step goal back. 
Let's see, so she ended PFL in June, been reversing since then, maintaining it pre-PFL. Global's recomp, but it's not really happening. I think recomp is sort of hard to know whether it's happening or not happening, mm -hmm. right? I mean, what we're talking about is body fat percentage and body fat percentage isn't always amazingly apparent. Also, you know, we're, um, yeah, I mean, when we're talking about where she's at right now, I love her numbers. I love her plan. Um, especially for athlete her size. The only thing that I would say is that if we're weight stable at this point, my tendency is to probably um, add more carbs, but with weight sort of trending up, I'd be curious to see why her steps got dropped, right? Because that seems to be kind of a net negative. You know, only a few weeks ago, we were at pretty close to where she was coming out of PFFL, and then we dropped steps, and now her weight's up. It seems somewhat logical at this point. Um, but I'd love to know, you know, why that happened, and... And what was the rationale there? But yeah, coming out of PFFL, so she was coming out of PFFL. There she goes. She wasn't hitting. She did that because I wasn't hitting this last week. If I was in your situation, the thing that I would be looking at in terms of leaning out is to up those steps. You know, um, I'm not telling you that, that you have to. You can do whatever you want to do, right? Because some people get upset that I say, you know, that steps matter. But steps matter, right? Um, I can tell you for myself that, you know, I try to keep my steps relatively high. This last week, haven't had a lot of phone calls, so my steps weren't high. So my, my um, I'm still getting in a fair amount. But, you know, yesterday was kind of my first day this week over 20,000. And naturally, my weight has sort of trended up. So, you know, going into next week, you know, I'm going to get back on the horse and make sure, actually not even going into next week, I'm going to make sure that um, over the weekend that I get back to 20,000, 25,000 steps. Um, make sure if you're doing a lot of steps that you're getting in resistance training, otherwise you get kind of this soft um this soft look, right? You want to make sure that you're getting in. Um, I don't feel like we want to change much as it relates to um, carbs, but if we were looking at, and I would argue that she should actually be in either performance or maintenance, I would argue performance, you know, but the difference between 126 and 123 is obviously only three pounds. So you're, you're within fighting distance. The only thing that I will change, I'm not even going to make make a point of it, but I'm just changing your carbs to 142 on a low day so it's not as dramatic on that low day. But um, what I'd really like to do is I'd like to get those steps up and I'd like to get those carbs up and then basically I think you'll be done with dieting and then you'll just gradually lean, lean out as you go. Um, the other thing I'm looking at your workout routine. I like it quite a bit. Um, lots of lifting in there. I don't see any problems there. I can't, you know, I'm not obviously going to be able to look through all of it, you know, but it seems like it's pretty good. I like the fact that you're doing like glute-specific work. I like working on when people work on their weaknesses. I think that that's a good thing. Um, I think that you're doing enough work to where you could get more food, but it does make me wonder with all this work, you know, why you, your issue is volume, right? And, and walking would give you that volume. If you look at what you're doing, 
right? It should be able to build you muscle. The leaning out will be the volume piece, the walking piece. All right, last one is Jessica. Okay, Jessica is in group coping, and we just talked about she feels like she's not putting in the work and she's not seeing um, results yeah. at where she was. So I just increased her, you know, increased her carbs, her calories a little bit yeah. just to give it a change. Yeah, yeah. But we literally just did that. So. Yeah, I kind of remember that we just had this discussion like just a couple days ago. So, and I mean, but now with Jessica, we didn't. Have, we had that with a different person. We didn't. Jessica's um, scheduling a call right now. He hasn't had a current. Okay. Okay, maybe I'm. I feel like I mean, the changes were made today, right? Wait. Yeah. No, I meant to date that yesterday, but yeah. Yeah, so the, the changes were made yesterday, so I'm not really sure what we could talk about, but but I can review what, what Sarah did for you for sure. Um, all right, so let's look at the trend. So, you know, my suspicion, if I was in Jessica's shoes, she was seeing gradual trend down, probably would like more of a bigger trend down, right? And then... Right now, she's relatively weight stable. Part of the issue was the fact that, you know, and um, this is why you made the adjustment that you made, was that she was just too low. And she was just banging the hammer as hard as possible, right? Frankly, I think for Jessica, she can see some good progress here. I think, you know, we, we have to change your, your primary goal to um, performance, and we sort of need to push that side of things. So as an example, you know, we don't have a lot of steps information for her, but when we do have steps information, it's pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. So she's not, I mean, she's basically got that that classic thing that I talked about where the, 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 there's this intersection, right? There's some people that just overdo it, right? Mm -hmm. They've been kind of under eating for a long time and they just need to allow their body to recover. And that's a really frustrating process for a lot of folks, myself included, right? But but at the same time, um, I would challenge Jessica that she's in control, right? So so if, if I'm going to up my calories as an example, I'm also going to try and think of my work a little bit different. I'm going to... You know, I, I see that, you know, she's had, a you know, at least one 15,000 day. You know, maybe I challenge myself to more 15,000. I'll tell you guys, you know, what? I just assigned her. I just, just did a coach sign. She asked for a coach assigned goal. I just gave her 15,000 a day. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know. I think there's some people that hear that and go, oh, now I have to do 15,000. No, it, it, that's that's Jessica's goal, right? That's exactly. not your goal, right? And so, you know, you might be able to make progress where you're at. I think for the most part, though, when we're talking about some level of trial and error, Jessica's sort of in that place, right? I mean, she's a relatively new client, you know. Um, she Jessica had an awesome sing-along too, by the way. Yeah, and I mean the sing-alongs have been so awesome. You know, I just like sit, sat there for probably forty-five minutes listening to sing-alongs. Oh um, yeah, that made my day. I can't. When Sharon did the the country song, mm. that melted me like oh, butter. Oh my gosh! That yeah, that was good. That melted me. Um, <laughs> I would like to see Jessica in phase four macros. Um, and I know that that probably scares the hell out of her. Um, but I think if ultimately we want to, you know, reach the goals that she wants to reach, I think if she looks at it from the work side of things, that she's mm -hmm. going to see a little bit better result. At the very least, what it will do is it'll set up a better deficit cycle later on, right? But right now, yeah. she's gotten some pretty strong signals. She seems to be listening to what you're saying. I concur with your, your, your basic assumption that... You know, we kind of need to 
um, pursue the higher side of things. So she's saying, I'm okay I have to tell you too, what's really fun, what's really cute is looking at everybody's achievements. I'm looking at her on caps tab and her achievements. One of them is she ran, she ran in place for two minutes every hour from eight to six. Yeah. I love that. Hey, you know, you know, one of the cool things about, um, the new Fitbit is that it's got a breathing so you can you can click a button and it's called the relax and it uh -huh. it just basically has you inhale and exhale for for 2 minutes. Wow. That right there is going to save a lot of people's life. You know. Wow. I mean, yeah, I really think that um you know, I know it's just a small little feature. I doubt that a lot of people are going to end up buying the the charge too because of that, but um awesome yeah Does it, like time it for you like breathe in and then breathe out yeah kind of thing. yeah yeah for sure so jenny's saying she said that she missed this um if you wanted to jenny you can uh you can actually sarah would you mind taking a look at it and then just send it to me later on and i could take a look at it sure. once i'm in in saint cloud um, so Sarah will take care of you because unfortunately I've got to get to St. Cloud before the traffic gets too bad. So appreciate everybody being here. Sorry that first part got a little bit long, but I, I feel, and I'm not even sure that we really nailed it, but um, I do think that whenever you're having struggles, you know, as it relates to weight loss, fat loss, or, or really just about anything, let's not just look at you know, I mean, I hate to be too on the nose here because I know Sarah, you know, it was, it was a scary experience. But like in, in, in um, you know, Sarah's instance, you know, the car is not the issue, right? Sometimes we'll get distracted by the car and the car being the problem. It's just trying to get better, you know, as it relates to, to driving. And I'm sure that's going to be a priority yeah. for Sarah moving Going forward. to my children's driving school. Absolutely. You'd be with all the... 16 year olds bringing making them sandwiches and stuff they love me yeah i bet they I'm do his mom always brings the cookies yeah i bet they do all right sarah i'm gonna let you go talk to you guys later bye-bye okay.